Hello, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Walk Off. I'm Scott Belford, joined as always by the best co-host in the biz, Adam Mack. I am aware we did miss mailbag this week. Not that we didn't try. We, we had did. it planned. Well, we oh, had it planned for. Oh, hold on, you tried. <laughs> I slept right through it, <laughs> and I owe you an apology. So. Uh, so we were going to do it on Tuesday, and then we decided, you know what, we'll move it to Thursday. And then, yes, Adam did happen <laughs> to sleep through the mailbag. But this is what we're doing. We're doing like a combo Friday episode, mailbag episode. So we are going to tackle some of your comments from the last week. I know that we dropped the ball on most of them, and apologies to you. But we're doing what we can here. I am in Florida right now, walk off is in Dunedin. We have been going to games and I keep getting messages from people being like, Adam should come with you. And I said, yes, he should. So I don't know. Put yeah, that in I there was, for maybe next I, year. If I wasn't <laughs> afraid to fly. Oh my God. I'm terrified to fly. If there was like uh if there was a way I could just take some, take fentanyl. a horse and buggy to Florida. <laughs> you would. Yeah, that's, that's a nicer trip. Yeah. I mean, I have been watching a lot of Yellowstone prequels and that, that wagon right. ride across the states. That sure wagon ride fun. across the <laughs> sure across the Midwest. Fun. You yeah. never die doing that. If that no. show has taught me anything, exactly. Okay, yeah. so again, we do appreciate all of you reaching out and all of your interaction over the last week. Even though we're we're just scratching the surface of it here, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Walk Off Podcast, on Instagram the Walk Off Podcast. Join the Patreon if you'd like to support the channel. Of course, we really appreciate all of you who have already done that. We run uh, extra content in Patreon, MLB Mondays, every single Monday. We're running, uh, currently writing a show called Around the Horn. Well, that title is a place probably not going to happen. Yes, exactly. But uh, so we've got basically the behind the scenes of the writing of that. Joel r- joins us every single uh, week and we get into that. And there's all sorts of other little perks. You can talk to the fellow Patreon members once you get into Discord. That is included. So anyways, that's our little spiel for Patreon. Around the Horn, by the way, is more than, has, has unfortunately become more than just a theoretical hobby yes. at this point. It's been in the works for years now. We've been, I think, bandying the idea about since our movie reviews we used to do and how there hasn't been a good baseball movie in a while. But yeah, now we're like, yeah, there's actual interest. Got a <laughs> pilot funded yeah. that we're filming in June and we're going through the casting yeah. process right now. So yeah, there's actually uh wild and crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, Adam, but... Adam and I have been in the entertainment industry long enough to know that uh, until you actually have your hats, chickens, you should stop counting eggs. But the fact we have eggs, man, I we love scrambled eggs. eggs. Just, just a year ago, we had no eggs. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a person in the world other than like vegans and vegetarians who don't like eggs at all. You got to admit, chicken better than eggs. Like, give me a nice piece bit. of fried chicken, chicken breast, chicken patty, whatever. For sure. Better I than eggs. I gladly admit that. Eggs I are still gladly good. gladly admit that. I'll still take eggs. Yes, I will also still take eggs. Okay, so let's get into this. <laughs> um, it's been a pretty cool week. In Florida, by the way, if anyone out there is a big baseball fan and just likes the idea of low stakes, easygoing, chill atmosphere, spring training is a must. It has been just my wife is loving it. She's a 
even yesterday though she was like man i can't wait for the regular season like february 29th like that game yesterday man that was so hard to watch i'm just like can we get any runs like i know i've i've watched enough baseball to know not to read too much into the first week of spring training but the fact that their problems are mimicking their problems from last year does put me into a bit of a panic and I know that I'm not alone with the fan base. And I know that the responses to a lot of stuff on Twitter shows that the fan base is also pretty worried about this. I know I took a picture. Uh, Ross Atkins was in one of the booths yesterday at the game and he okay. was out on the balcony just on his phone. And I took a picture of him and I just captioned it. Um, is Scott Boris responding to any of your texts? Right. <laughs> and it's like, and man, the response, like everyone's like, and these are people that I know. <laughs> one one month ago was like, don't bring back Matt Chapman. And now we're watching what's happening at third base. And we're like, you know what? Maybe Matt Chapman on a pillow deal one yeah. year, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, honestly, dude, the best part of yesterday's game, I didn't even see it until afterwards. And it was the interview Sportsnet did with Spencer Horowitz. As a okay. fellow game board fan, you're going to like this. But he was asked... Game where board. he's staying nice. uh board games just mixing words up throwing them in any order orders don't matter with words right <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right. but he mentioned that he is rooming with ernie clement and david schneider and that their nightly routine is they play settlers of Catan four or five games nice. <laughs> like, yeah i guarantee they just sit around it. having the odd beer and eating peanuts or something playing settlers oh, of Catan. Yeah. They're just wow. like us. Baseball players are just like just us. Like <laughs> Amazing. Well, there you go. Sounds like a fun time. I also got a kick out of in this interview with Spencer Horowitz, friend of the show. Um, they asked who does the cooking. And I guess it's Davis Schneider. And they asked him what he cooks. And he says, mostly eggs and meat. Eggs. And, and I got a big, I got a big kick out of this. This is uh friend of the show she's the one who got uh that shirt made up for me mm-hmm. analytics versus everybody mm-hmm. megs mm-hmm. follow her on twitter at megs Murr. but she had a meme that just cracked me up i'll see if i can like get it on there for those of you there but it says i heard david schneider cooks meat and eggs so i bought meat and eggs i just <laughs> Nice. All right. Okay. Moving into real talk here. Just again, as we do, Adam, <laughs> weeding out the casuals. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, I heard David Schneider likes to eat meat and eggs. So I've changed my name to meat and eggs or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, there's the meme. There's that's the, the meme. meme. All right. Megs. Get, get on, on it, on Megs. It. <laughs> meat and eggs. Kind of shorthand, Megs. It works. Yeah, there you go, Meg. It plays. Meet Megs eggs, is right short. Megs. Megs needs to announce that her full name is Meat and Eggs. It's been shortened to Megs, yeah, but there you go. Okay, Megs, there we go. We got there for you. We got there for you. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, all, right, all the casuals are ran gone into, Ran into Arden two days ago. Arden Zwelling, friend of the show. Oh, and okay. he actually, Adam, mentioned you by name. He's like, oh, tell Adam I say hello. Oh, I was like, and... wow, you know who we are. I will. <laughs> and then hello back to Arden. There you go. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I know uh, 
the Sportsnet guys need to go through a process to be on podcast now, but Arden did say that he'll come on in April and join us. So <laughs> he's like, you just can't release the episode. He's like, I'll still come talk. <laughs> yeah, I'll come talk, but you can't put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm out of breath. So that's a good time to start the mailbag. Um, Perfect time. So first, first and foremost, we kind of touched on it, but I don't know. Dozens, hundreds of comments, mostly just on your vlogs with your wife down in spring training. And everybody's like, oh, I'm not a jealous person usually, but you guys are having a lot of fun. And I feel like I'm missing out or FOMO at level 100 or love you guys or you guys are relationship goals and bleh, all the gross stuff. So <laughs> there you go. Buddy, the amount of people who have DM me that are like, I hope you know how lucky you are that yeah. your wife likes baseball. I'm like, yes, I do. Stop bothering me. <laughs> it's funny because taylor was talking about that she's like everyone keeps telling me that you're so lucky and i'm like yeah but you tell them you're so lucky you had a husband that pushed baseball on you non-stop until you finally gave in right that's your response she's like get out of here (laughs) exactly um all right so let's go with uh matt chapman talk so sloppy okay, bag yes. of donuts on Twitter uh, reached out after a conversation with Avery from gate 14. Thanks again to Avery for coming on. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. we got one comment on, I think it was Patreon. I can't remember who from. Um, so apologies to them, but they commented love seeing Avery on the show. It's nice because he actually got to talk more here than he does on his normal gate 14. Podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, that's too funny. I'll have to, I'll have to, but when, when you find that comment, send All it right. to me and I'll Will forward do. it to Avery and Johnny. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I just watched today's episode. Loved it. The problem with Chapman taking a one-year deal uh, with anyone but the Jays is the draft pick compensation for rejecting the qualifying offer. And I think this is why the Blue Jays being in on Matt Chapman is not dead in the water. It's, becoming more and more apparent that there isn't term available for Matt Chapman. Like originally thought guaranteed in April, Scott Boris was sitting Matt Chapman down and he's like, I hope you get ready and and you enjoy $200 million because that's exactly what you're going to get. Obviously not to the dollar. Cause I got to get my commission, but we are getting $200 million. Right. And Well, then Matt Chapman proceeded to have the worst five months of his entire career and kind of submarined his own big deal. So the qualifying offer was then, and I mean, Jays fans, we remember this. The qualifying offer, Jays fans were actually like, should we, like, what if he takes it? Like, should we risk it? Right, and here we are now, we're all like, well, maybe he'll come back. Like, (laughs) But it is a really good point by Sloppy Bag of Donuts is that, you know what? The qualifying offer is no small thing. Now, the Blue Jays would receive uh, fourth-round draft pick compensation, which is in the baseball draft. I mean, it's such a a shit shoot for the first five (laughs) rounds, right? Like, I mean, it's a shit shoot for all of them because there's always like two to three years of development, even with the highest-end prospects. You know, like if your guys are starting to graduate at 20, like you're really doing it right developmentally and you're still putting two years of time in. So 
So a fourth rounder does have some value and there is upside there. And I think it is one of the reasons why Matt Chapman hasn't already been offered a Cody Bellinger type deal where maybe there's a two or three years of commitment with a player opt out after every year. So is there a scenario where maybe he would take a one year deal bet on himself and roll back out to the free agent market at 30? Like he's only, he's 29, you want on 30. Like Matt Chapman's not that old. He's just a guy that you look at his numbers from last year and you're like, Oh, do I wish to invest six years into this guy? Nobody does. Right. So with that qualifying offer being out there and him rejecting it, like what does he sign for? That's the question people keep DMing because I know we've mentioned this a few times, right? That Matt Chapman does still fit with the Jays and everyone brings up IKF and everyone says, well, they've got their third baseman, but IKF doesn't excite me. And yeah, if you we overpaid for a utility IKF's guy. Bat out of a lineup, like... <laughs> I mean, if you're replacing it with Matt Chapman's, who cares? I guess. Uh, I, I, it's a weird situation with Matt Chapman because even the haters recognize the value he has at the hot corner. It's just, can we handle watching him whiff on 92 mile an hour fastballs down the middle? I, I don't know. Yeah. Is there a hole at third base with this Toronto Blue Jays team? Yes, there is. There absolutely is. And don't get me wrong, I'm excited about Damiano Parmigiani. I'm excited that maybe that there's a, a guy uh, in the weeds who could really come up and make a big difference. Uh, am I excited about IKF taking most of the time there? Like, that's who's going to take a lot of the time at third base. It's going to be IKF. I think Justin Turner is going to get some time there. We'll probably even see Davis Schneider get some reps there from time to time. Is Matt Chapman better defensively? Hell yeah. Better than all three. Yeah. I know YKF has a good glove, but there's holes in this lineup for sure. I was reading an article on MLB.com this morning, actually. Uh, it was titled, How Concerned Should Each Contender Be About Its Starting Rotation? Okay, like scale of 1 to 10, right? You go down the list, it's like uh, Cardinals, Concern Level 9. Um, Orioles concern level seven, uh, Rays level seven. I think Yankees were level six. You get on the list. You know what the concern level was for the Jays in this article? Unlisted, not a contender. Yeah, huh? I that's probably good for us, honestly, but yeah, it also speaks levels to the like. Yeah, when we look at this lineup and we're not thrilled with it, mm -hmm. it's not impressive. Like, there's a couple guys, but top to bottom, this is not a, this is one of the worst lineups we've had in recent years. The last years. three years, I would say so. Yeah, oh. since, since 2021, I mean, 2021, I would say was the roster construction I preferred, uh, 2022, same. And even last year, I like, that's the thing is that, yeah, we're pretty much running back the same roster as last year, but without Matt Chapman. And I know how much war pisses some people off because a war player plays really well defensive. Like, a, a good war does include the defensive metrics, especially uh, with a guy like Chapman, mm -hmm. who had around a three-and-a-half war last year. 
you know? So I don't know, man. Four of that was based on defense. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like truly they say, they say one, one war, one win above replacements worth $8 million. So if you do the math on that, Matt Chapman last year, I think he was getting 12 and a half. So big value there last year, right? Hold on. The math doesn't track with this. One war is worth $8 million. That's because what is they this... try and say. So a guy that gets like a nine war wins MVP. Worth seven. No one's million getting a dollars. nine war. But if you get a six war, yeah. Um, hold on. This is great entertainment right here. Like <laughs> Google war leaders by season. Um, oh, no, I don't care about fucking 1907 war leaders. Uh, well, Shohei Otani, 10. Yes. Aaron Judge, 10.6. Mookie Betts, 10.7. Mike Trout, like nine every year. It's not worth $8 million, a, a war. Well, a guy that's worth that has one like a war of one, barely an MLB player. He's not getting eight million dollars, is he? IKF did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not buying this. I'll hear what this you're is saying. Not my I'm, formula. I know. I'm not. I'm not throwing you under the bus here. I'm saying wh- wherever you got this, I'm dismissing that. I think this scale of yeah eight million dollars per singular war i'm not buying it i think this is hokey whoever came up with this looked at someone with a two war that got 16 million and they did a quick math i I don't think this scales i don't think it checks out i think it's hokey (laughs) sorry i'm calling malarkey on this one there you go uh i should have googled this before this okay we'll move on because people watching us just google things isn't really the best show (laughs) <laughs> google things and do math okay okay before we move on though honest question would you just would yes or no would you feel better with yes. matt chapman at third base okay me too although i know i just made this war is not worth eight million danny jansen 1.6 war it's 12.8 million I'd take Danny Jansen for $12.8 million. He's going to get a lot of money. Um, free agent Danny Jansen at the end of this season, by the way. Yes. Yes. Homegrown yeah. talent, Danny Jansen. How do you feel about Alejandro Kirk as our only catcher? Oh, no. No, 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 no. We I, need Jano back. We like, desperately I, need Jano I, back. I'm not I, ready. I know that like life without Danny Jansen, I know the sexy conversation to be had and it doesn't take you long to Google Blue Jays on YouTube to see all of the Vladimir Guerrero disrespect future unknown thumbnails. Um, Danny Jansen's coming up right away. And Mm -hmm. if we don't pay him and he leaves that like yuck. I don't know, man. It's Danny Jansen is 
you could say what you want Danny about like, his injury history or his ability to stay on the field, whether he's injury prone or it's some unlucky breaks. Yeah. I just but... feel like I, I feel like Danny Jansen has far more value to this organization than any other team in baseball. He is so entrenched in the Blue Jays pitching staff. He knows the way the organization runs. And I'm not saying that obviously after a year with another team, he wouldn't know those pitchers just as well and be just as comfortable and all of that. But he's already got that groundwork laid with the Blue Jays. And so to re-up on a guy who just is already comfortable, already knows the organization, knows what Pete Walker's trying to do with the pitching staff, is on board with the coaching and what they're trying to do with the pitchers. I just, I just, it just makes too much sense. Just bring them back. You know, like I'm not saying overpay them, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's. If he gets to free agency, though, like if he gets to the end of the year without a deal, there's not a lot of other appealing. Like if I, I don't, there's... I haven't gone down the list of who needs a catcher. That's some homework mm-hmm. I got to do this weekend. But there's not, there's no other 29 year old catchers in free agency this year. You're you're looking at a 35 with 30 fat, home run power. That's I the thing, know right? Like, he's injury prone, but like. Yeah, just a guy that you can put in your lineup and know uh, he's going to hit for power and manage your your rotation. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he has to learn the new rotation and get comfortable with guys. But like, he's twenty nine. He's got a lot yeah. a lot of tread on the tires for him to figure out yeah. your your wherever you bring him. Right? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's Danny Jansen's going to be an appealing target, I think, for a lot of teams. Uh, who are in the market for a catcher. And that concerns and me because I don't where... like the idea of a future with Alejandro Kirk plus. Whatever old guy you pick up off the free yeah. agent market, I guess. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's not like there's a lot of, of catching depth. We don't have a pipeline of catchers. No, that we don't. You know? uh, Zach Britton is probably the highest touted prospect that can catch with the blue Jays and uh, he's 25 and the shine is kind of off him a little bit, you know, like what does everyone always say about like world series teams? They've always got like a dearth of veteran catching experience, experience, right? You're not going to world series with a rookie catcher and the idea of, of, yeah, it's just, and I mean, we've done this, we've, We've done this math and we've given this stat a few times now, but outside of the 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers with Will Smith at the head, every other World Series winner in the last 10 years has over 10 years of catching experience on their bench. And there are some of them that were so much experience, right? Like the, the 2016 Cubs is a good example of like, I think they had like some like 35 years of catching experience Mm -hmm. on the bench. Right. So uh yeah yeah i don't know it's uh oof. what's that you cut out like you said right tread on the tires like he's yeah. he's he's been there done that he's exactly how much experience you would want if this team was firing on all cylinders and making deep playoff runs you go man i'm sure glad we got a young but experienced catcher like danny jansen like oh if this team was just doing better you'd feel so much better weird how that works yeah 
Um, before we move on from Matt Chapman and the whole Scott Boris of it all, Cody Bellinger at his press conference to sign with the Cubs, which is always weird when a guy resigns and has a press conference mm-hmm. anyways, but that's a Scott Boris thing, right? He wants the show of it all. Scott Boris commenting on it being, uh, how, did, how was that worded? Um, he didn't call collusion, but he tiptoed around it mm-hmm. and was hinting with interesting choice of words. Again, if I was a better podcaster, I would have the quote pulled up. This is just coming to me off the top of my head. Anyways, the idea of like Bellinger and, and everybody's market being deflated via some interesting circumstances, right? And, right. Uh, we're just all the teams have gotten together, right? And they've looked at Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman and they were like, you know what? Are well aware that these are perfect players <laughs> that will just fit in and kill it without any doubt in anyone's mind. We absolutely should give them eight years each at over 200 million. But we're not going to. We're not going to. We're all going to hold fast and drive down the market. Listen, I know I'm I'm really uh, taking the owner's side on this, but it's just on in this particular case. I mean these these free agents that Boris has as clients, they have so many warts, man. Like outside of Blake Snell, who should already be signed, they're all big question marks around them. Yeah, I guess. I'm not saying that he's entirely accurate in hinting at collusion, but yeah, he's not wrong either. Probably. <laughs> and the, the concern is we're like halfway through this CBA and this next CBA, I think is uh, like last one. We, we didn't miss any time, right? Did we miss any mm-hmm. games last season? Or last CBA? No, no games. No games were missed, but the season was pushed. Delayed, like right? three weeks or something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, felt very close to a shortened season, potentially. Like, we were, we're really pushing up on deadlines. Um, this next CBA is going to be even worse. Like, they're not... Things aren't getting any less complicated. You've frozen on me, Scott. Not your back. Okay. Um, you know, we've got teams like the... Rangers and the Mariners and I think the Diamondbacks that are all with like their sports broadcast network deals are falling through and stuff. This These sports broadcast agencies are mm-hmm. going bankrupt and not. Oh, it was the Padres, I think. So a lot of these teams are in these like weird financial limbos where they don't know how much money they can spend because they even though they have an agreement uh for their broadcast rights if they're not getting checks clearing what does it matter right yeah um so if one if one aspect of your income defaults and you go bankrupt you've still got to come up with money to pay your guys and, and to pay you know your own stuff that's on the books so between that and i don't think that's going to get any simpler as we continue to get deeper into like the streaming rights and services right like you know we had the writer's actor strike last year right uh was it mm-hmm. past winter um of like you know these previous deals that were getting done and and now you see a show like friends 
is back on Netflix and you know, the producers are making a shit ton of money, but the actors aren't getting like any residuals because that wasn't a thing to even put in your contract 25 years ago. Yes. So it's free money for the wrong people. And just like there's money to be divvied up that we don't know how it's going to even be accounted for yet. And so mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of like things on both sides to be like, Hey, we want a, a fair share of a pie that we don't know what the pie even is yet. And the gambling's only going to get worse, not worse, but well, yeah, worse, but like become more of a factor. And then when you throw collusion talks on top of it, like, oof. yeah, I, a couple years from now, when the CBA, it is could that, be 2026 could be, could be a very messy, messy yeah. CBA. And it, yeah. could lead to some sort of lockout strike who knows man so yeah shit that came up fast eh i know i know it sure did what was it uh 2026 i think it is i think we have two seasons yeah. left on it yeah 2026 yeah so yeah it's uh whew. all right toxic mm-hmm. positivity here scott let's move on all right. <laughs> Jennifer reached out on Twitter and said, Hey guys, love the pod. Just want to put my head in the ring for mailbag. Uh, wanted to send my love and well wishes to the Swanson family. I couldn't imagine going through what they are going through. Yeah. What an unfortunate thing to happen at the hotel. They were staying in Eric Swanson's little boy wound up getting hit by a car. He was in intensive care, but he is out of that and he is on the upswing and, Thank God kids are resilient, but oh man, like what a horrible thing to start the ball season with. It also does give you a little perspective, right? Of like, yeah, baseball is important, but yeah, there are more important things. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Um, yeah. So no, uh, definitely echo Jennifer's sentiment of, you know, sending our, Love and well wishes to the Swanson family. Like, my goodness, hopefully uh, Eric's back with the team here and his little boy Toby is healthy and uh, re-energized soon enough. So pretty much all we can do. Speaking of Toby, which which is your favorite Spider-Man? Uh, probably to- Toby Maguire, but Toby that's Maguire, because Andrew Garfield, Tom just, Holland, three good choices. I think all three of them are good. They are all good. And I'm going to take the stance of, you know what? It's the Saturday night live syndrome. The Saturday night live that people like the most is always the one where they're, it's their formative years. Right. Mm-hmm. And Toby Maguire, Spider-Man. That's when I was like in my late teens, early twenties. And I was right. like, yeah, yeah. Toby Maguire, Spider-Man. Come sure. on. <laughs> That's my Mary Jane. That's fair. <laughs> That's my Mary Jane. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, my dad's still a big Adam West fan when it comes to Batman, so that checks out. Um, wins above replacement on Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's move, on. Let's move on. All right. Because he had that what he had a couple great seasons and then he had Spider-Man 3 and yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's uh let's move on, shall we? Let's uh Dr. Interest reached out over Twitter, said it was nice to meet you today, brother. Hope you enjoyed the rest of your time in Florida. How many Yeah. 
how many, I don't want to say walk-off fans, because that's not a thing, but how many people familiar with walk, the walk-off podcast have you run into down in Florida? On this a trip? dozen. That's pretty cool. I bet. A dozen. Yeah. We, I was stopped. I was stopped four times by listeners uh, two days ago. And one of them was Dr. Internet, which has been, you know, following mm-hmm. the show for years and years. And it uh, was kind of cool to get a message from him afterwards. It made me laugh that he just introduced himself with his regular name, didn't mention who he was, and then sent me a message being like, hey. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Of course you wouldn't introduce yourself by your internet handle. Hey, I'm Dr. Internet. I guess that would be weird. (laughs) Dr. Internet sounds like a guy who, like, invented, like, uh, antivirus software, you know? Like, antivirus software yeah you know hey i'm yeah, doctor, doctor you got internet. computer problems i got doctor i got uh, doctor internet for you although i install I, doctor internet <laughs> and all your problems will be solved exactly exactly um i do catch myself from time to time saying lol do you ever do that like no I don't, no I'm, I'm just kidding. a little older than you know bud so right. I've, I'm just, I've i've dodged that bullet i guess all right. All right. do you type out lol like in your text do you use lol in text like if your wife says something i am and i hilarious? i i i normally i lean far heavier on haha but uh yes i will lol uh specifically if i'm haha earlier and then i i don't want to repeat it so i lol more right. sincere that way to mix it up more sincere that way even yeah. though i never laugh out loud i've never laughed out loud at a text i'm kidding yeah. your texts i have any lol you got out of <laughs> those are genuine lol Scott. <laughs> lol all right. yeah all right. all right um yeah well that's kind of it for mailbag other than just rehashing um all yeah so light courtesies I, we've received so we did get a bunch of uh, comments on the Chad Dallas interview and that's very cool appreciate mm-hmm. that you guys enjoy those interviews so much we also got a bunch of feedback on the Damiano Pomigiani interview for all of you who didn't uh, figure this out we know that the internet was horrible on the Pomigiani interview and apologies the first 10 minutes was pretty solid and listenable and it did get worse and worse throughout we talked about not releasing it and we were just like there's enough good stuff here that We'll put it out there, and if you hate it, you hate it. <laughs> you know what Damiano Pomigiani needs? Dr. Internet. Dr. Internet. There it it's is. It's that internet. Full circle. You know what made me laugh about uh, the Pomigiani interview? Chad Dallas is his roommate. And I was just like, Same how is it possible? Their fucking internets are so different, but literally running off the same modem. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Only the doctor would know. Yeah. Only the doctor would know. Um. All right. What else? Uh, you want to talk? Oh, about one them? last yeah. thing. One last thing before we get out of here. I did just wish to touch on some of these young guys in the Blue Jays organization. Uh, one of the guys that really stood out to me was Stuart Baroa, and this is just—he's a 25-year-old Dominican kid. Uh, he's playing in Double A right now, so he's with New yeah. Hampshire. He's getting some big league spring training action. Center field is his position. But, man, how much this kid goes out of his way to connect with the kids in the front row, it is 
so admirable. And it just warms my heart to see this guy. Cause that's the thing, right? Like if you're a five-year-old, six-year-old kid, baseball, it's exciting. It's fun. It's long. It's boring, right? Like there's, there's, it's a double-edged sword and to get these kids to buy into the game, you need stuff like these minor mm-hmm. league guys who'll come up like I like, man. And this wasn't just once, by the way, this was every game we've gone to Stuart Baroa heads and shoulders above everyone else with the amount of time he's putting in just signing balls. There were these two little kids. I'd met their parents earlier. They were from Saskatchewan and there were these two little kids all done up in their blue Jays gear. And they were just like, all the guys were walking by and they were just like hands on the mesh. Right. And they were just like face up, like just watching all these major leaguers walk oh. by and Stuart Baroa comes up with his bag and he's like, Hey guys, how's it going? And he's got broken English. He's barely able to communicate. And he's like talking with them and he signs their card. Like their little, they had little sheets of paper they were collecting autographs on. So he signed their autograph and then he's like, do, do you want a ball? And so he goes into his bag and he grabs a couple of major league balls and he signs these balls and he's showing them the major league stamp on it. And like, buddy, like these kids, you'd, you'd think they just like found God. Like it was, it was awesome to watch. Like it made my skin crawl. They were just like, Oh my goodness. Like what? They're like showing all the other people around them. Like, look at this. I got a ball, but I just, you know, tip of the hat to guys like that, man. Like, I'm sorry, this is not the point of your story, but I just can't get past it. I've never heard in the history, 35 years of my life, never once heard skin crawl be used in a good way. So tip of the hat to you. Oh, okay. Is that a is that a common <laughs> thing? Made my skin crawl. I, I've always used it in a good way. Like, really? I've ooh. only ever heard it in like disgust <laughs> or fury. Like, uh, oh, when someone like, Oh, you come to a four-way stop and someone goes out of turn. It just makes my skin crawl. Okay. <laughs> Never. Okay. That might not have been the best crew. example. But. Grounds crew. We need We need yeah. uh, you to drop your comments below now. Skin yeah, crawl. Has, basically, has, do people ever – or am I just an insane person? I, no. Like, please Look, set we, us straight. We need do to figure this out this because <laughs> we're about to design the merch and we need to know skin crawlers – is it a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> is it a good good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. All right. um, uh, maybe maybe I should have said gave me goosebumps. That could be said positively, right? What are, what are goosebumps? You know when you get like little goosebumps on your skin? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I've heard of goosebumps. Okay. Uh, man, you're supposed to be more just, shocked that I haven't heard of goosebumps. I'm just, no, I'm just like, I'm trying to dig out of this hole I'm in. Right. And now right. you threw the goosebumps thing in there. And now I'm all right. All right. Well, we've gone off the rails at the front and back end of this show. Can we just get out of here with the Alec Manoa positivity? So I did <laughs> see him pitch when he was in those two innings. Um, nice. 38 pitches, three guys. He was not hitting his spots, man. And you could see the hitters were getting into the batter's box and they were nervous because he was still, he was hitting 94, 95. Like his velo was where it should be. But he just was like, man, the third guy they hit, like he just threw his bat down. He was so mad. And like Alec tips his hat and is like, I'm sorry. And the guy's like, yeah, well, fucking stop hitting us. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like okay uh, uh level of concern just, on alec manoa then 
I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm concerned. I mean, not to the point where I'm going to be waving any red flags here because it is the first outing of his spring. So I like, know, that's the thing that you know, we always say, like the only thing that matters in spring training is health. You know, if yeah. a guy isn't injured, it was a good spring training. Numbers don't matter. Performance doesn't matter. I, small I sample size, but to quote you, uh, <laughs> The, the best small sample size is a good small sample size, right? So yes, exactly. <laughs> Look, it's it's. I'm really struggling to write that off that first performance, only because, man, does he ever need to come out of the gates like a bat out of hell to get that monkey mm-hmm. off his back? And I'm sorry if that's a racist term. I don't. I, I don't know what terms are okay anymore. I don't think so. so. I don't, I don't think, think so either, so. but you know, you call someone a bitch and now you're a misogynist. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm apologizing. Call someone for a dumb, right stupid now. bitch and all of a sudden you're an asshole. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is my white privilege showing here. Um, my thing, my thing with Alec Manoa is, uh, he has to be aware of it. Right. Yeah. Oh, like this is what was worrying me, Adam, is that it, like I, I even got a couple of messages from people being like, uh, was he overthrowing? Did it seem like he was overthrowing? The truth is no, it didn't seem like he was overthrowing. What it seemed like is he was in his head. It seemed like he was towing the rubber and in his brain, he was like, do not hit this guy. That's like, okay. So I texted my dad about this. Um, Cause he later that day asked me if I saw, uh, how it was going. And of course I did. Um, so I texted him and I said, uh, yeah, not the kind of start we were hoping for with pressure on him more than ever. His first regular season start is going to be big pressure. I don't know if he breaks camp with the team or if he starts in triple a, I don't know. I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Like, is he our fifth guy? D- does he get triple a? Is that if he starts in AAA, is that good for him? Are they protecting him? Is he going to take it as a slight the way he did last year? Like, there's just so know, many man. wrinkles to this. I don't know. But once he does inevitably make his MLB debut this season, like his first start, there's so much pressure, right? Because if he comes out and had the start he just had where he hits three guys and throws 40% strikes, like, and so do you want to shelter him? Like, this is a question for you. I know you that's the thing is him? you almost got to set fire and see where it burns and then move on. Right. Like you're either like, moving on with him or you're moving on without him. But like questions do just need to be answered at some point. Yes, for sure. But so I feel like I'm going to just whisper this because I don't want to actually speak it into existence. But the yips is a real mm. concern. Uh, um, big time. Big time. And for anybody that's not from... Because my dad had never heard of the yips before, which I thought was crazy. But um, it's like involuntary spasms that are like kind of like psychologically related. Mm-hmm. So here's the yips cycle. Uh, you have a fear of missing again. You want to avoid embarrassment. You over control stroke, uh, yips or over control. You fail again, which leads to more embarrassment. 
you're worried others are going to see you fail. So you, then you fail again and then you overcompensate, which leads to more miss. And it's just, this is the, the never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. This is why it's a cycle, right? Where mm -hmm. you're just constantly in your head of like that, like you need them to be fearless, right? Like you can't have them out there in his head and I at will, all. I, you, you can't, you absolutely can't. I will, I will, uh, I'm, going to need to paraphrase here because i don't remember exactly how i put it but whenever the yips are talked about i always think about our conversation with the head of the mental performance with the blue jays bernardo. robert de bernardo and just asking him about the yips and literally his eyes got wide and he's like why would you even say it and it's just like there's like there is some real psychological juju attached to the yips and what mm -hmm. it means and there are baseball players who have straight up lost their their careers over mm -hmm. this shit. There's guys that have been remember when Lourdes was a second baseman mm -hmm. and couldn't hit first base and they literally had to send him down to AAA and change his position. Like think about that. Yeah. I don't it's... know, man. We'll yeah, wrap it up either. there. We'll wrap Ugh. it up there. We don't wish to get too into it, but uh, yeah, uh, a positive outing from Alec Manoa would be huge. He does take the mound against the Red Sox on Monday. Um, so fingers crossed that he shows some positive regression. Positive regression. Yep. There you go. Okay. Okay. Blended Thanks out. so much, everybody, for watching. Uh, by the way, I am in Florida for another couple days. I'm at the game tomorrow. If for some reason you see me, stop and say hello. I love talking baseball. Don't be shy, all right? Yeah. Uh, we'll see you all Monday for Mailbag and for everyone on Patreon watching this. Uh, stick around. We're meeting with Joel and doing more around-the-horn writing and planning here ASAP. Thanks again at Walk Off Podcast on Twitter, the Walk Off Podcast on Instagram. Cheers, everybody.